Blog Talk Radio. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Well, welcome to the Collision of Faith and Politics. This is the fastest hour in radio. Listen, we have a great show for you today. By the way, the chat room is open. The phone lines are open, too. Uh, The phone number is 646-595-4641, And uh, so if you want to call in, if you have something pertinent and clean, to say, uh, love to have you. It's a good thing. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, so let me address something really quickly that I did in my last show on TogiNet. Uh, by the way, next week is my last week on TogiNet. We'll be a hundred percent on Blog Talk Radio uh, come next week. So I'm excited about that. They've been wonderful to me. You know that's a uh, it's been a good experience. It's been great to have a producer and to have a lot of great help. It's, it's been good. It's been good. I appreciate those people over there. Um, but suffice to say, it makes sense uh, to be here where we can do more. And eventually, we we can grow this. We can be a five-day-a-week, actually six-day-a-week show. So um, I'm down with that. I am down with that. So all that said to say this, we really appreciate you being here. There was a lot of messages last week, uh, after last week's show. Uh, There were a lot of people that were angry, really mad. And they said, you know what? We don't like you anymore. You are supporting the, you're supporting the NSA and the CIA and all that spook stuff. And we just can't stand you know, you're you're pro government, you're pro big government, you're pro big brother. Well look, let me tell you something. I I would venture to say I would I would bet all the money in both of our pockets that I know more about the clandestine services than probably you do. So in fairness, let's agree that I know more than you do on that topic. And I happen to know, because how this came up was the NSA, uh, you know, I talked last week very briefly about the NSA and how the NSA, uh, they had somebody ram the gates. Now, first of all, don't you think it's funny? Don't you think it's odd? We've heard nothing more about it. 
He was shot and killed. We don't, who, who is this person? What, why did they do it? What was their angle? You know what I mean? But we don't know. We don't know the answer to that because the press is very silent on that for whatever reason. We don't know the reason, but we know that there's a reason. But let me say the NSA and the CIA, not everybody there are bad people. There, there's some great people there. I'm going to tell you that right now. There's some really great people there. They're, they're career people. They're not uh, political appointees. They just go to work and they try to protect this country every day. And let me tell you what, they come home from the battlefield. They go to the battlefield too, believe it or not. They don't wear a uniform, not all the time. And they're in the most dangerous of situations. And a lot of times they don't come out of it. They don't make it. They lose limbs. They give part of themselves for the fight because they love this country. But you know what? They'll never be. They'll never be somebody at the airport clapping for them, hugging them, giving them flowers, giving them coupons to save money on this or that, thanking them for their service because nobody will ever know. Most of the time their families don't even know what they do. And if they give their life and service to this country, the only acknowledgement, the only acknowledgement is a star on a wall in Langley, Virginia. That's it. That's it. Not so much as even a thank you. And that's how, that's the way it has to be. Quiet professionals. But I do want to welcome all the warfighters, Army, Navy. Look, I'm a Navy guy, Navy veteran. Love the Navy. But I can love the Army, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard. And I can love sheepdogs and uniformed and clandestine services standing on the line for us. I love all y'all. I appreciate it. Hello to our United States Marines deployed from the Tidewater area of Virginia. Hello to the United States Army Rangers and Ranger instructors listening today all over the world. Rangers, lead the way. Hey, Navy SEALs, thanks a lot for listening. I appreciate all your messages, especially your encouragement after the last message. And thank you, by the way, for listening to Sunday's message, my uh, Jesus Who Tortured for Love. You can get that on this Blog Talk Radio channel. If you go to my profile there, uh, look at my episodes. It was yesterday, April 5th, what you would call Easter Sunday. Jesus who? Tortured for love. It'll be an Easter message like you've never heard. It's free. doesn't cost you anything. Download it. Share it with your friends. I like it. Don't forget to uh, sign up, follow, do all the different things, or facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click on the sign up button. Click on the like button. We love that. We need that. It's good stuff. But let me tell you something. Military, while I'm at this microphone, while I have the floor, I will not allow our country to forget about you. Absolutely not. And my Gold Star family, listen, you're the fraternity. Nobody wants to join. But I treasure you and I stand with you. Hey, America, I tell you every week, there are people in your own hometown. They've given their children. They've given their spouses, their parents, their brothers and sisters. In these wars that we're fighting right now, we need you to pray for them. But you know what else we need you to do? We need you to look for real opportunities to serve them and serve with them. They're real heroes. They raised real heroes, 
and they are real heroes. Let me also say this. This is important. I say all the time, you know, do something. It's great that you pray for them, but you got to put feet to your prayers. You got to do you got to do something for them. And I'm going to give you something you could do this Saturday, April 11th, 8 p.m. till midnight. It's a benefit beef and beer, beef and beer. It's going to be at a great place, St. Dominic's Church, 8510 Frankfurt Avenue, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Don't stress. Go to the Facebook page. It'll be right there. All that information right there. 8510 Frankfurt Avenue. you got to buy your tickets in advance. This is April 11th, folks. This is April 6th today. Right around the corner. 8 p.m. to midnight. I'll be there. Be there with my crew. There's a special appearance by comedian Joe Conklin, the man with a thousand voices. I'm telling you, he's unbelievable. DJ M&M. There'll be a Chinese auction of 50-50. There's going to be T-shirts for sale. Special auction item signed by the Philadelphia Flyers jersey. By the way, I'll be wearing my uh, DevGrew T-shirt, my Michael Strange Foundation T-shirt. I'll be wearing that. So the Flyers are going to be there. Many of the Flyers are going to be there. They, they're excited about what the Michael Strange Foundation is doing for Gold Star families. So you'll get to you'll get to meet them. I bet you can get some autographs. There'll be some Navy SEALs. You want to talk about real heroes? Navy SEALs and and and. Uh, several up from uh, from in Virginia. One of the SEALs, an absolutely incredible American, he immigrated here legally from Poland. He became one of the best, most revered warfighters in the world. And he is likely to be there. You don't want to miss meeting him. How much does it cost? It costs 30 bucks a person. 30 bucks. Come on now. $30? You have $30. You have $30 in the seat of your couch. Why not? Go get her done. When you do this, you're helping support the Michael Strange Foundation so that they can support the Gold Star family members. 7,400 soldiers have been killed in action in Iraq and Afghanistan war. It's 30 bucks. Come on. You say, well, I can't go. Well, buy a ticket anyway and give it away. Buy a ticket and give it away. Why not? Why not? Would that crush you? Buy a ticket and give it to somebody. That can go. That'd be fun. It'd be awesome, actually. I know they'd appreciate it. So Charlie Strange, 215-983-4470, or Mary Strange at 215 779 5495. Now listen, don't don't freak out. I told you it's at Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. All the information is there. I talk about this every week, and I'm telling you, I have two copies of it right now. I'm marking them up. The Alliance Defending Freedom uh, Educational Guides. By the way, let me let me say this. I, I want to say this, uh, and I don't want to skip over this. Thank you to Karen and Billy Vaughn. For all you guys do, son Aaron Carson Vaughn lost in Extortion 17. Debbie Lee, America's Mighty Warriors, thank you for all you do. Her son, Mark Allen Lee, lost first Navy SEAL killed in Iraq. Charlie and Marianne Strange and the Hill Groups and Sean and Angie, you guys are amazing what all you do. It's absolutely amazing. Can't wait to see all you at the Benefit Fundraiser Beef and Beer. I'll be there April 11th, 8 p.m. to midnight. 
But this 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 book is amazing. I'm telling you, you got to get this thing. You say, well, I don't have any kids in school. Well, you need to get this. You can also download it, by the way. You go to AllianceDefendingFreedom.org, and then you go through and you search uh, public education, K-12, through that type of thing. It's a good thing to have. It's the best one I've ever seen. It's the most comprehensive. It does it does more, really, than I've ever seen uh, any guide like that do. Pretty cool. All right, so here's the thing. I say, you know, I, I said, you know, okay, buy a ticket. If you can't go to the Michael Strings, you know what else too? Let me let me let me just interrupt myself because I'm rude that way. Uh, you know what? If you can't go to the April 11th, which is Saturday, 8 p.m. to midnight, if you can't go to the Beef and Beer, can't hang out, come see me, see my friends. Then you can make a donation. Okay, buy some tickets and give them away, and then make a donation. Listen, these people work on a shoestring, and what they do with that money is unreal. I've seen it. I've watched it. So, okay, so you say I'm a keeper of the republic. I, I fight for this country. I want it. I want us to succeed. I want us to have a real future as a country. I want to learn what to do. I don't know what to do, man. You got to tell me what to do. You got to give me boots for the battlefield. Well, I'm going to give you boots for the battlefield Saturday, April 18th, not of the 11th, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. If you're, let me say, if you're from Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, or New Jersey, maybe even Washington, D.C., come to this thing. It's a day-long thing, but it will fly, and you're going to make some great friends. You're going to learn some stuff. It'll blow your blow your mind. It'll blow your mind, and it'll be amazing. It's not like a history class. I like history, by the way. It's my favorite. But So don't hate. History's good. Knowing it. But our founders, they clearly detailed what we the people, that if we want to keep our republic, we would do it if we participated in our own governance. But we haven't done that. We've turned it over. We say that professional politicians, that's why, that's why, I, I, you know, that's why we have them. I'm busy with soccer and piano and everything else. Listen, self-governance requires education. It requires your active participation, sacrifice. And you have to be determined. You have to be determined, folks. You have to know what you believe. You have to, you have to be resolved. And then you have to stand. This is one of the ways you can make a stand. It's going to cost you 50 bucks. Big deal. If you have two couches and a, and a vehicle, I guarantee you have that in your change drawer and stuffed in the couch and in your seat. It's worth it, folks. I'm telling you, you'll never regret it. I, you know, I love Facebook posts that are inspiring, too. I, I love those, but they're not going to save the republic. And voter rallies or rallies where we gather together and we we complain about how screwed screwed up the government is, you know, all this stuff. That's great, but you know what? It's not going to help us. It's not going to help us. If you if you want to go deeper, you really want to be effective, this level one class coming to Newark, Delaware, April 18th, that is something. Listen, it's so good I'm taking level one over again. Kid you not, I'm doing it. I'm taking level one over again. 
That's $50 twice for the same class. It's that good. The question is, really, that you have to ask yourself is, are you willing? Look, there's only 50 seats, I think, for this. We're going to, by the way, we're going to have a potluck lunch. Where can you go and learn and have a potluck? I bet some people will bring some breakfast stuff so we can have some breakfast stuff and some coffee. It'll be fun. I'm telling you, it's going to be a blast. I know these people. I know the hosts. The Stableys are awesome. It's, it's easy to get to. It's private. You're going to love it. So here's how you do it. You email mperkins at tncsg.org. It's also on the God and Country Facebook page. Go to centerforselfgovernance.com. Centerforselfgovernance.com. You go there. You have got to sign up this week because once it's full, it's full. you got to do it. I'm telling you. Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Virginia, D.C. you got to do it, folks. We I know people that have come from Richmond, Virginia, five weeks in a row, so they could five days in a row, so they could do level one, level two, level three, level four, and level five. That's how good it is. And I can tell you this right now. My buddy Mark Herr, he's teaching this. He's the founder, one of the founders. He's one of the best teachers I've ever had. I've had some good teachers. He's really good. And the time will fly. But you've got to go to centerforselfgovernance.com. That's the bottom line. Level one, you're going to learn how to make it happen. Hey, listen, when we come back, we're going to have a quick commercial. And when we come back, uh, we are going to, I think, I think this is really important. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, today's show is really important. And you got to hang with us during the commercial. Listen to the commercial, but text your friends. Let them know. Come back and see us. This commercial is important, too. But let her rip. We will be back with Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, after these short messages. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen, you need to get paper, something. You need to click into your notes in your smartphone and, and take this number down. First of all, the first number is 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested. You can be jailed. You can be sued. You can be fired. You can be bankrupted. Even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. Listen, you don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull the trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. You just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be to second call defense. Listen, we've got your back. It's complete legal protection for armed self-defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. 
folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage. And I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I, I've got homeowner's coverage. That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a public, a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they're, they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? 877-502-3300. Secondcalldefense.org. You want to give them this number, 20630. That's a Ninja Pastors number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up. You, you know, sign up by the means of putting in your information for the show uh, to follow the show. But there's links on there. Once you do that or on that page, there's a link there. And that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in. And once you get your money back, your free uh, month back, they never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there. Trust me. I've researched it all. Join today. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. Hey, welcome back. Thank you for coming back to us, and thank you for new folks joining us. Listen, there's so much going on in this country. Oh, oy vey. Eigewaltz. There's just so much going on. What country? You're asking me what country? The United States of America. That's where we are right now. Look, I have people listening from all over the world, but where I'm talking to you from is the United States of America. And I think at one time the United States of America was definitely and easily the best country in the world. Look, I'm not a heretic. Look at what's happened to our country. You know, I'd say we're still the best in America. We're best in the world for now. We're, We're dangerously close to ruining everything. Hussein Obama. Did you ever think there'd be a guy in office named Barack Hussein Obama? I'm not talking about would there be a black guy in office? Because, look, there's the guy that's going to be on our show, uh, Emika. That dude is so sharp. He's super sharp. I'd vote for him in a heartbeat to run anything. Guy's super sharp. It doesn't have anything to do with color. Stop buying into all that crap about, well, you didn't like Barack Obama because of his race. You're a racist. Look, I I don't like the guy's white side either. You, You like somebody that loves and trusts Iran? Somebody you love and trust Hussein Obama, the guy who, who, look, he loves these people. He trusts them enough to sit down with them and talk about, and we've given up everything. This guy, John Kerry, what a putz. These, this Iranian government, they, they hate, people say, well, 
You know, I'll tell you, though, the people of Iran love us. How do you know that? It's one of the most closed-off countries in the world, next to North Korea. How do you know this? Are you just imagining this? You know what these people grow up on? They grow up on hating us and blowing us up. The children watch cartoons uh, where you blow up the Jew and you blow up little kids, blow up the Jew and blow up the American, the great Satan. They grow up hearing this. You say, well, that's not their fault. When they push the button to blow you up, does that matter? Whose fault? It was that they believe this way? Look, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's inconsequential. And frankly, I think it's reprehensible that, our, that, that, that there's so many people on the left that will say that. They'll say that as an excuse. Well, you know, they didn't mean to. That's like the drunk driver. I have a dear friend that her sister killed her, her 12-year-old son. She was four times the legal limit at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, he, she didn't mean to. She was drunk. She has a problem. Okay, so what? Played guilty. I think she's getting two or three years in jail on a plea. Two or three years in jail. You say, well, it doesn't help bring her son back. So what? She killed her son. But Hussein Obama, he loves and he trusts Iran. And and you know what? I'm going to tell you something. Iran's made no secret of the fact that they want to annihilate us and Israel. They hate us both. This guy wants to give them... Look, come on. You're, you're going to sit there and tell me that... Uh, that it's not about nuclear weapons? Come on, it is absolutely about nuclear weapons. We know they don't want nuclear power because they're running out of oil, because they're not running out of oil. They said countless times on every medium you can find over, the, over, over years, decades. They want to blow us up and they want to, and, and they want to kill every, every Jew on the planet. They want to drive Israel into the sea. Barack Obama, he hates and he loathes our best friend in the entire Middle East, Israel. Look, you know, I I hate to break this news to you, but I think it's news you know already. Barack Obama hates you too. You know that he does. You know every every round of golf that he plays, he's laughing. You know that he does. Come on. Are you kidding me? You know that he does. Every huge vacation that he and Michel take. By the way, I'm no fashion king, but let me just say this. That chick and the clothes she wears, some of the most important governmental uh and affairs of state. I, I, I look, you know, like I said, man, I need granimals for grown-ups. Hey, don't you people steal that? That's a good one. I'm, I don't make a lot of money off that. Granimals for granimals for grown-ups. What in the world is she wearing? Like I said, man, I'm lucky if I can match my clothes, you know. Look, you think I'm kidding. Those of you who know me know that's a fact. I can clean up all right, you know, when when I need to, but I got to have it all laid out for me. I mean, you know, I don't know. What do I know? But 
I even I know this is what makes it even worse. Even I know this this woman is crazy in what she wears out in public. And it's expensive stuff, folks. Really expensive stuff. Somebody's overpaying. Anyway, you you know we hate you too. I look I'm not the first one. I can't possibly be the first one to break this to you. I can't. There's no way. He hates he hates Israel. He hates us. He shoves it in our face every time. Do you know he and Michelle jump on planes to go to the same place, separate planes? He's got Air Force One, safest aircraft in the world. And he's going to fly to the same place she's going to fly. Just a difference of maybe an hour. Nobody does that in a in a country they love. Nobody does that. If you actually love your country, you're not going to do that. You see so many people out of work. You're not going to do that. But you know, what I think is even more important than all of this, and, and, uh, you know, I take a lot of heat for saying these things, but I don't say them all willy-nilly. I don't say them willy and I don't say them nilly. I don't say them willy-nilly at all. Listen, Barack Hussein Obama, he wants to take your guns. That's his ultimate goal. I'm not going to mess with the Second Amendment. Remember when he was running the first time? He's not going to mess with the Second Amendment. He's a believer in the Second Amendment, really. Is that why he hired uh, two vigorously anti-Second Amendment judges for the Supreme Court? Sotomayor? Come on. How long are you going to be a sucker? Hussein Obama, he wants to impact your ability to protect yourself. He wants to impact your ability to protect your family and your property. By the way, I've got my mascot here, Buckeye, named after the Ohio State Buckeyes. She's awesome. She's guarding the joint. Hussein Obama wants to take your guns. You, you, in in the, in the depths in the depths of your in the depths of your heart, you know this. You know this. Look, I, I this. It's, I'm not just some white uh, extremist guy clinging to my Bible and my guns. Although, you know what? I do cling to my Bible and I do cling to my guns. I think there's a lot more people out there that feel this way, but you know what? They've been made to feel stupid because they use that as a pejorative. If you're pro-gun... Well, you're stupid. If you're pro 
life, you're stupid. You're only pro-life because you don't understand science. You're unevolved. God forbid, you know, uh, most recently I, I see, you know, they're working on, the left is working, they're vigorously pro-abortion. But they're working on legislation that makes it so that if you're smoking, if you're caught smoking, and you uh, are, are pregnant, well, they, they want to be able to charge you with a crime. But they don't mind if you kill or harm your baby through abortion, but somehow or another it's totally okay. It's totally okay if you purposely kill the baby. Look, I'm not for – don't get it twisted. I'm not for smoking, especially for uh, pregnant ladies. But you know what? Smoking is legal. I don't want you smoking around the door of a restaurant. Nothing I hate worse than that. have to walk through a haze of smoke. I don't like it. And I know most smokers that I know are very polite. You know, they're very respectful. They have a right to smoke if they want. I'm, t- you know, dude, I'm I'm not going to pay $7 for a 20 cigarettes. They're going to do nothing more than get me addicted and kill me. Well, cancer and heart disease are nasty diseases. It's a horrible way to die. Not for nothing, but the stuff stinks, too. It's all over your clothes. But it's legal for you to do, so smoke them if you got them. But the contradictory left, they see a woman smoking, they want to be able to arrest her. They have no problem with their driving to an abortion clinic and killing the child, paying a fee and having the baby killed. But as it relates to guns, well, you know, you've all seen these pictures going around of the pregnant lady, pro-abortion, you know, she's... But they have no problem killing the child as long as you don't use a gun to do it. They're anti-abortion immediately if it involves a gun. But you know that same lobby? This is what I find so contradictory. That same lobby says, hey, you know what? If 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 a person kills a, a woman who happens to be pregnant and the baby dies... She should that there should only be a charge of one, one charge of homicide. Why? Because he used a gun. <laughs> what if he smoked her to death and the baby died as a result of that? That's okay. You kidding me? It. I'm not saying anything that doesn't make sense. You and I both know that. All of y'all. All of y'all know that. Y'all know that. Y'all know this stuff. This is simple. You you know in your gut. You knew it in your gut before this man ever ran for public. Anytime somebody, let me just say this. And I'm going to say it. I can't help it. I'm going to say it. Anytime somebody when they're, when they're running for public office 
and they spend $112 million when they're running for president. They spend $112 million. Somebody spends $112 million to cover up the identity, to cover up any of their any of their uh what do you call them uh college records papers they've written you know in your heart something's wrong with that something really serious look you know i'm just going to say this you know i i'm not anti woman either it's not a war against woman women in the uh god and country the collision of faith and politics radio chair in the studio here it's not a war against women but you know as well as i know hillary or killery as i like to call her because she's a murderer she she had a server in her own house and she was avoiding illegally any any chance that the united states government could subpoena her records, her her thousands, hundreds of thousands of emails. You know that's why, right? You know that's why. You know it's illegal. All of y'all know that this is illegal. All this posturing and all this business, well, I just thought it would be easier, simpler, (laughs) but now I realize that might not have been the case. (laughs) By the way, does she own a bra? Could somebody raise some money and buy her a set of bras? What is it with the pantsuits and the no bra business? Come on. I know it has nothing to do with what I'm saying, but I just had to say it. Ugh. Class it up a little bit, Chica. Class it up. I don't think she should run for any office. You you heard my show last week where I talked about, you know, uh, my buddy Jerry... Gave me this great. It's a. It's kind of a joke, but it's a serious joke. Uh, you know, uh, Deanna Favre is is going to be the starting quarterback because she was married to Brett Favre, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and she's heard a bunch of terms. So all of a sudden, she's going to be the quarterback. Do your homework. Do your homework on Hillary. You say I'm not that jazzed. I'm not that jazzed about Ted Cruz. I'm not that jazzed about. Scott Walker, I'm not that jazzed about Rand Paul. Oh, by the way, I'm not jazzed at all about Jeb Bush. I am jazzed about Ted Cruz. But Jeb Bush, nah. Nah. Donald Trump, nah. Nah. First of all, he's not going to run. You you know he's not going to run. He's not going to he's not going to have to divest himself of so many things. And say, I'm not going to be involved in daily operations of his companies. He's not going to do that. He's not going to. Come on. Don't waste your time getting all Twitter-pated over that. And and I'll tell you what else. You know, Ben Carson, nice man, real nice man, phenomenal physician. You know he has my book. But I just got to say, there's no way in the world this man's actually running for president. He's going to raise some money. Because he he has a brand, he's a good guy, but no. You, you say you're not jazzed about the, the the contenders so far. You know how I I say that you should get jazzed. This is how you're going to get jazzed when you study Hillary Clinton, when you study Elizabeth Warren. 
my buddy Jerry. Hillary, she don't do nothing, she don't know nothing, and she don't remember nothing. Boy, and that's a fact. And you know, our president, he doesn't he doesn't learn about anything unless he watches TV. Or TV. The fact remains, you know, you want to get fired up about, you know, being a conservative? Well, tell you what, why don't you why don't you just do some looking at Hillary? Why don't you do some looking at Elizabeth Warren? The woman lied about being Native American, for Pete's sake, on official documents. I mean, $400,000 a year. She's whining about the man. Whining about college costs. Are you kidding me? You're why? Look, every professor doesn't make a ton of money, but many of them do, especially the ones in the elite elite schools. They make huge money. And then they they will they they will whine about how much uh <laughs> my superstar chief researcher said, "I'm a Native American. I was born here." Me too. Anyway, you want to get excited about fighting for freedom, you do this thing on April 18th, Center for Self-Governance. Go there, sign up. But you know as well as I know, Obamacare, I'm, you know, I'm going to say it, Hussein Obama, he's already using the overworked Dr. Corps and how they how he united them is under Obamacare. And he united them to force you to reveal the possessions of your home and, and most importantly your guns. Yeah, Jeb, the first Hispanic president. Come on. Oh, that was a mistake. I didn't mean to mark that. Whoops. The guy can't fill a form out right. I don't think we should have him as president. Just saying. Putting that out there. By the way, I'm jonesing for pizza so bad. I'm trying to, those of you who know me personally, you know that uh, I'm trying to cut out bread and and uh, wheat flour and gluten. Gluten is the devil. It's the devil gluten is. And sugar and tomatoes. Ugh, stab me in the heart. You tell me I can't have tomatoes and potatoes? I can have sweet potatoes, but I can't have potatoes. Can't have tomatoes. Man, I put tomato something in everything I make. Good Lord, it's killing me. Anyway. Hussein Obama, look, he wants to take your guns, and he's using the doctors in Obamacare to do it. And these doctors, a lot of times, you have to remember... There's a lot of people that put a lot of faith in their physician. They say, man, it's really hard to become a physician. It's really difficult. It's super expensive. It takes a long time. But many of them come from liberal universities. A lot of the medical schools are very liberal. So they come out of you know four years of university and then medical school, many, many years of medical school, they come out of medical school, they're super liberal. Many of them. Then they get plugged into this doctor system, this medical care system, this public health system, and they become a united force under Obamacare. And what they're forcing you to do 
is reveal your guns. So where does it start? I, you'd be surprised to know. It starts with pediatricians and your children. I, I'll say this. Common Core also, they do this. They accomplish this by starting in pre-kindergarten. Pre-kindergarten. Preschool, I think people call it. And your family pediatrician, he's shoring up the government efforts. You know how he's doing it? He's Because he becomes a staunch, and I think most importantly, uh, governance government-sanctioned arm of the anti-Second Amendment movement. There's a lot going on. Listen, I want you to join in right now to this show. Uh, really get plugged in. We've got about 45 minutes to go. Text your friends. Facebook them. Tweet, tweet it out. The Ninja Pastor. BlogTalkRadio.com backslash The Ninja Pastor. Get plugged in. If you're already on Facebook, just go to Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click on Sign Up just underneath my picture. Come on, you can do that. It's easy. So, so you don't believe me. Is this what you're saying? You don't believe me about Obama and guns. You say that that can't be, and you certainly don't believe me that your doctor. Look, I, I get, I get this that your doctor is a trusted medical professional. Your life may be in their hands. I get that, but you can't hand over to the doctor. You know, all right, all right. Who raise of hands? Who out there takes natural supplements? That's a lot of hands. I'm seeing a lot of hands. You know how against natural supplements most doctors are, most MDs? You know how much training they get on vitamins and natural stuff? Less than five minutes and all it is. Now, I'm not kidding you. It's less than five minutes. I'm, that's not, it's not hyperbole. It's real. Less than five minutes. What do they know about vitamins? Medical schools are sponsored. Almost everything happens as a result of the of the pharmaceutical companies. Now, let me also say I'm not all about bashing pharmaceutical companies. There's good people there. And they and and pharmaceuticals save a lot of lives. Also kill a lot of people. They kill more people than guns. Just saying. Legally prescribed drugs kill more people than guns. But you trust your doctor. You trust him because he's he's your guy, man. You have conversations with your doctor that you don't have with anybody else. Your husband, your wife, your immediate family. You don't have conversations with them like you have with your doctor. I tell you that stuff right now. You're like, oh, no, I have a conversation with my doctor like no other. So you trust your doctor. And I have good friends listening at our Kehala. By the way, I, I may have forgotten to mention this. If you want to hear a different type of Resurrection Sunday message, listen to my message uh, from yesterday from our Kehala. Um, 
It's called Jesus Who Tortured for Love. Here on if you log in the if you're here on Blog Talk Radio, you just click over to my page, The Ninja Pastor, and it's right there. I'd love for you to listen. It'd mean a lot to me if you did. And I'll tell you the truth, it would mean a lot to you. And you know you can put face you on Facebook and on the Blog Talk Radio, you can put comments and stuff. I'd love to hear from you. I don't say that enough, I know. But anyway, so medical societies again call for gun law changes. Is the title of an article by Gregory Twachman. I, I don't you know, I don't know. It's a heck of a name. But so is Greener. But he's with the Emergency Medicine Digital Network. And he wrote this on February 23rd, uh, 2015. This is published in the Annals of Internal Medicine. Calling gun violence and related deaths a public issue, the leaders of seven professional medical societies have joined together with the American Bar Association to push for changes in the nation's gun laws and policies. Because so many of the efforts in the past have not been successful to counteract the very heavy lobbying from the gun lobby and the National Rifle Association, our hope is that this unique type of collaboration across healthcare professional organizations, as well as the legal profession, we're hoping that this type of alliance is something that is so powerful and addresses the concerns. This is Dr. Stephen E. Weinberg, Chief Executive Officer of the American College of Physicians. This is what he said in an interview. I'll get back more. It's ultra-liberal, by the way. Super ultra-liberal guy. In between my first show and, and this show, I had time to do a little research on Dr. Steven Weinberger. Whew! Mr. Liberal! Mr. Leftist! Can somebody tell me why... Why are doctors... Why do they feel compelled to become involved with this group? When the whole purpose of this group is to take a public health approach, air quotes, to firearm safety? Look, these are busy professional people. They're they're not feeling frustrated by the endless stream of gun-related violence in their practices, in their waiting rooms. Their waiting rooms aren't full of kids who've been shot, been threatened with a gun. It isn't happening. Maybe you know different. Maybe you know a different story. Are, are suburban and rural pediatricians' offices being overrun by child victims of, air quotes, gun violence? Are they? Is this really that big of a thing? That they they want to, they're busy people you know they're working eighty to one hundred hours a week and but they're gonna they're gonna stop gun violence yeah you'll see the organizations include the American Academy of Family Physicians American Academy of Pediatricians American College of Emergency Physicians American Congress of Obstetricians and Gynecologists American College of Physicians American College of Surgeons American Psychiatric Association also joining in on the recommendations are the American Public Health Association and the American Bar Association. That's the lawyers. 
Our organizations support a public health approach to firearms-related violence and prevention of firearm injuries and deaths. Dr. Weinberger and colleagues wrote, similar approaches have produced major achievements in the reduction of tobacco use, motor vehicle deaths, which is seatbelts, and unintentional poisoning that can serve as models going forward. So, so tell me then, do, do they want to have the same success that they had with tobacco, accidental poisoning? Do kids still get accidental, accidentally poisoned? Car crashes happen with kids that aren't properly buckled in or buckled in at all? Are people still smoking? Are cigarettes still being sold, even though, you know, they're off television? They're, you can't have an ad with somebody smoking now. Cigarettes are 7 bucks a pack. I'm not into them. They're not my thing, but I'm just saying. Did they really win on that? I don't think so. I don't think you have the biggest, biggest success that you're talking about. You know, with the left, it's what they intended, not what happened. So air quotes, gun violence is in this same category. So, so we're going to use the same measure of success as tobacco, seatbelts, and accidental poisonings? So what are they shooting for? Oh, pun totally intended. Are they shooting for no guns at all? So, so who will get to have guns according to the very people who have admittedly no knowledge or experience with guns? Or things to have – you say, what, what's the magazine in a gun? They don't know. Listen, you know what I want my doctor to do when I'm in their offices for treatment? I want them to sit down and listen to me and say, you know, what brings you in today? Well, this is what. I want them to examine me thoroughly. And then I want them to fix or repair me. And you know what else? I want them – to mind their own darn business. I want them to mind their business. So let's look at what the policy recommendations include. This is important. We only have 34 minutes to go, so I apologize. I'm running a little behind. I went to 90 minutes the first show. I'd... Good lands. Time flies. i got to find a time machine, slow things down a little bit. So the policy recommendations include supporting criminal background checks for all firearms purchases. By the way, that is the case now, including sales by gun dealers. That is the case now. Sales at gun shows. Ah, the gun show loophole. Hmm. Hmm, you say gun show loophole, eh? I don't know anything about gun show loophole. Because you know what you have to do at gun shows? From somebody who's bought guns, many guns, at gun shows? You have to fill out the same paperwork that you fill out at a gun shop, which is information for an official background check. Now, the private sales. Do you know what private sales? You know, this is in, in here, private sales. You know what private sales include? Well, first of all, it's illegal for a felon to possess a fire, firearm, and it's even more illegal for a felon to sell a firearm. To another person that's a felon or not a felon. But private sales, you know what they are? So my son loves guns. My son Doyle, he loves guns, just like dad. He loves guns. That's my boy. So does my daughter, by the way. So so I have a gun that my son really likes. We're being totally hypothetical here. 
I have a gun that my, my son really likes, and he really wants it. So when he turns 21, I say, son, here is your gun. I'm giving you this gun. You you keep it, you take care of it, and pass it down to your son one day, or your daughter. You know what? I'm not in a war, the war on women. I'm in the war for women. So, I, hey, my daughter wants a gun. I'll give her one, too. Maybe two. Private sales are just that. They want to regulate. They want to make that illegal. And in many cases now, it already is. I can't even give my child a gun. Let's say I inherit a gun. My great-uncle Sterling, you know, he, he had a real nice gun, and he wanted to give it to old nephew Sean. Guess what? He can't do it. That's a private sale. Stupid. Opposing state and federal mandates that interfere with physician free speech and patient physician relationship. Now, they want to include these physician gag laws that forbid physicians to discuss gun ownership and guns in the home. First of all, big fat freaking lie. It's a big lie. It's it's a lie, folks. There are no mandates that interfere with physician-free speech and patient-physician relationship, including physician gag laws. There are no laws that forbid. In fact, in fact, in fact, part of Obamacare is now they have to change their questionnaires. When you come in, especially children, they want to have the child in there by themselves so they can say, do mommy and daddy have any guns? Have you ever seen any guns or what looks like a gun in your home? Have you, have you ever been over your little friend Johnny's house? And did Johnny's family have any guns or what look like guns? They're not forbidden to do that. They're told to do it. They also want to oppose the sale or ownership of assault weapons. AR-15, Anybody? Well, that's an assault rifle at 15. That's, that's that's what's in the name. It's right in the name. First of all, AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. It stands for Armalite rifle, the inventor of it. For Pete's sake, smarten up, read a book. Better yet, let's go to the range, and I'll teach you about guns. Trust me, in an hour's time, I'll have you hooked. You'll love it. The feeling and the sound and the smell of freedom. When you attain comfort and skill at arms, there is no, there's no, this assault, it's the number one, number one sold weapon in the world. Number one. You can hunt with it, you can do sports shooting with it, you can do competition shooting with it, and you know what? It's a pretty darn good home defense weapon. I prefer a shotgun but for home defense, but hey. And they are also against large-capacity magazines for private citizens. So if it's for private citizens, who gets to have the guns? Who, first of all, who gets to decide? The government? Because if they oppose the sale and the ownership of assault weapons, they're also opposing the possession, the purchase of assault weapons and large-capacity magazines. Who gets to decide this? People who have no knowledge of guns, 
Who who gets to decide? Somebody tell me. Who gets to decide? The answers are pouring in, and they're all similar. The government. The government who doesn't want you to have any say in anything, including how much tax money you write a check for so they can waste it and give it away. You hear in New York City, they're fighting. I'm not kidding about this. Look it up. Google it. They're fighting to allow illegals who are here in this country, here in New York City, only six months in citywide elections. You and I both know why the real reason, the real reason. We we all know this. We all know the real reason. The real real is they're trying to develop a private army of voters. They'll say, look, we're going to give you all this stuff, $37,000. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Incorrect. $47,000 worth of money and food and assistance. We're going to, we're going to let you come to this country. You have to only illegally, and you you only have to be here for six months, and we're going to allow you to vote because you know what you matter to us, and we make decisions that impact you. So, what about business owners? We don't care about them. Business owners are the ones who pay eighty percent of the taxes. We don't care about them. They don't matter. Anyway, worst sound in the world. I'll tell you somebody who is all pro uh, low capacity magazines. People have never been in a gunfight. That sound click, it's the worst sound in the world. It's it's the deadliest sound in the world. Click. When your hammer or your striker falls on an empty magazine. Advocating for research into the causes and consequences of firearm violence and unintentional injuries so that evidence-based policies may be developed. Let me... I want to say let me unpack this, but let me say this as clearly as I can. They're advocating for the research into the causes and consequences of firearm violence and unintentional injuries so that evidence-based policies may be I thought they already know. I thought as doctors and pediatricians and and whatever other kind of doctors that they already know guns bad. Get rid of gun. Peace will soon follow. Grasshopper. Why do you call me grasshopper? Because you are ugly like insect. So they have to do research now to find a way to prove that, yep, 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 these firearms, these firearms are killing people. Yes, they are. Firearm violence. And accidental injuries. So they can make a policy up. People who know nothing about guns, they can make a policy up. Oh, by the way, so that you can see that they care. This is a caring organization. They support improved access to mental health care with caution against broadly including all persons with any mental or substance abuse, hear that, substance abuse disorder in a category of persons prohibited from purchasing firearms. Now, hang on a second. They don't want anybody to own guns. They don't want anybody to own guns. Gun's bad. 
Guns bad. We don't want anybody. Well, wait, 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 wait. We do want to protect mentally ill people and people who are addicted to substances, drugs. When I see this access, we want to improve access to mental health care. We want to improve access to um, health care for the underserved communities. Uh, you know what I picture? I picture a mountain with jagged outcroppings and barbed wire and lions and tigers, and they're all standing around hungry, dripping from the mouth like, mmm, come on in here, I'm going to eat you. And there's no way to get there. They don't have access. It's stupid. It's a big fat lie. Listen, they're co-opting the vernacular, and you're falling for it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Persons prohibited from purchasing firearms. So they want to protect the people. Here's a little something. Well, okay, I'll read the next one because this – let me read this next one. You'll understand. Opposing blanket reporting laws that require physicians to report patients with mental or substance abuse – I'm sorry, they don't even say abuse. They say substance use disorders. So now it's no longer I'm a drug addict. I'm a substance use – I have a substance use disorder. Okay. As these laws may stigmatize the patients and inhibit them from seeking treatment. Help me here. (coughs) It's choking me up. It's so crazy. Help me here. The American Psychiatric Association, they're so heavily involved in finding a solution. You know what's been my observation? I'm going to put this out there. You guys probably know. You know how to read. It's been my observation that the mass shootings... All these mass shootings we hear about, you know what they have a link to? Uh, Not the ones that are Muslim-related, although I would say that's a a mental health issue as well. But the mass shootings, they have their link with antidepressant use. Antidepressants in every case. The authors of this article note that the recommendations have been confirmed by the American Bar Association as being constitutionally sound and do not interfere with the Second Amendment. Really? 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 So we're going to trust them. The American Bar Association. We're going to trust doctors and the American Bar Association. Doctors who go to school to learn how to to prescribe, to recognize conditions and prescribe drugs or treatments to help with those conditions. We're going to put them in charge of that. Okay, that's what we're doing. We're putting them in charge of it. Good news, good news, good news, good news. And the American Bar Association, because they're highly reputable. And we know they know the Constitution, right? Because they're lawyers. You know, the same lawyers that um, when Christine O'Donnell, you say what you want about her, well, don't say what you want about her in front of me if it's ignorant, because I won't stand for it. I protected her for quite some time. Very closely involved with she and her family and the campaign in protecting her. And I'm telling you, I saw it all. One of the things that I saw was when she was at a local, uh, I won't say the name because I don't need these lawyers suing me, but I don't care if they do or not, but it's not worth it. 
because I, I don't want to market for them. But uh, local uh, local law school. She's there. She's doing a debate. And she says, well, you know what? Separation of church and state is not in the Constitution. And they laughed. Oh, she's so pedantic. She's so, so unevolved. Oh, she's so poorly educated. She's such a little imp, isn't she? She's so cute and lovely, but she's so stupid. Well, except for the fact that it's not in the Constitution. Except for the fact that she was right and they were wrong. Just saying. We're going to trust them? Are you kidding me? He goes on to say, we're hoping that this will create a groundswell of support from a number of large, prestigious, and influential organizations, Dr. Weinberger said, noting that the group will targeting most of the medical societies for starters, as well as some of the prominent patient and consumer organizations, and obviously organizations that have been involved in firearm violence and advocating for more appropriate firearms control. Can you tell me who decides what's appropriate? Again, tell me who's deciding this. Who is deciding what's appropriate? By the way, let me let me go back to this about the their their super contradictory uh, double triple talk about uh, mental illness. They they want to improve. You know, access to mental mental health care. You remember the mental health care facility? It's way up on a mountain. There's lions and tigers gardening and barbed wire, and you know, there's there's pig grease all on the mountain. You can't climb it. I mean, it's just impossible to get to. Only rich white people get to go there. People that hate the government. Tea party types clinging to their guns, their Bibles. We have the secret passage. You know what the secret passage is? It's called money. It's called being willing to pay for medical care. But you know what? Any person can go into an emergency room. They can go and they be treated for free. I can't, but they can. They don't want a stigma. Look, we we want we don't want these 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 Tea Party people to have guns because we think they're crazy. Wait, but even though we think they're crazy, we don't want to stigmatize the other crazy people. So we don't want to restrict their their access to guns because we don't want them to be stigmatized. Now, help me with this. The people who are committing these, I would say probably 80% to 90% of them, these mass shootings, we come to find out after they, you know, they blame the Tea Party, they blame conservatives, they blame George Bush, they blame the Bible, they blame their skin color, and then we find out it's either a Muslim or it's a person on all kinds of anti- Psychotic drugs. Somebody that it's illegal for them to even be around a gun. Somebody that had to break a bunch of laws to get the gun. And then to use the gun. We're protecting them? Doctors for America. They put this thing out. Know the facts. Debunking the claims by made claims made by pro-gun rights advocates. I'm going to start with all claim this what they say is a false claim. Then I'm going to read to you what they say is fact. Gun ownership increases personal safety in the home. This is the false claim. Evidence shows that the presence of a gun in the home increases the rates of homicide. By the way, that includes, they're, they're including a number twice. Homicide and suicide. They include suicide under homicide, under self 
homicide. So they're including the numbers for for suicide under homicide, just so you know. And accidental death. Fact. Approximately 43% of homes. Let's see here. I'm going to try to find you a link really quick. Just for fun. Well, I don't think I can find it. Oh, well. If I find it, I'll put it on the Facebook page. So this is what they say is a fact. Fact, approximately 43% of homes with guns have at least one unlocked firearm, including 13% with children under the age of 18. Wow. You know, at 13, I had my first gun. Younger than that, I was taught how to how to respect a gun, how to use a gun, how to store one safely. So approximately 43% of homes with guns have at least one unlocked firearm, including 13% with children under the age of 18. With access to firearms in the home, youth have an increased risk to accidental injury or and or death. But is it happening? It's increased risk, but is it happening? Is it some massive thing? Oh, they got the gun. They shot themselves. They shot a friend. I grew up with kids. Two, they were twins, and they were young. They were little kids, and they got. It was amazing how they did it. They'll tell you even to today. It was amazing how they did it. They still don't know how they did it, but they got into their dad's gun, and they were playing with it. And it wasn't out on a counter. It was way up in a thing in a box, hidden behind a bunch of stuff. And a horrible thing happened. One of them pulled the trigger, shot the other one. He didn't die, but he lost his leg. It was horrible. I I experienced this. This was my hometown. This is my little village where I grew up. It takes a village. But the guy that got shot, he said, I'm not mad at my brother. And, And frankly, it didn't have anything to do with guns. Could we have done something different? Could my dad... But you know what? Back where I grew up and when I grew up, there was no such thing as a gun lock. Why would you lock a gun? Makes it impossible to use. But they say with access to firearms in the home, youth have increased risk of accidental injury and or death. Risk. Doesn't say it's happening more because it's not. Then they say fact. In the United States, seven gun-related deaths for people ages 1 to 19 occur each day. This translates to twice as many deaths resulting from cancer, five times as many as from heart disease, and 15 times as many as infections. Okay, so let's pick this apart here. Let's just for fun, let's pick this apart. Ages 1 to 19, this is what we're saying each day. Twice as many deaths resulting from cancer. Okay, so cancer, they're saying twice as many people between the ages of 1 to 19 twice as many as deaths in that age range as people dying from cancer. Well, guess what? That's the lowest incident rate of cancer is ages 1 to 19. Wow, that's not something. Five times as many as heart disease. Okay, when does heart disease usually become an issue? When you're my age, 49, 50, 60. So they're using a number. Of course, it's such a small number of people in that age range are impacted by heart disease. And then 15 times as many 
as infections. You know who dies the most of infections? Older people. Older people. But people between the age range of 1 and 19, they have the best immune system. So they don't get as many infections. They don't die from as many. They're twisting, they're twisting data to suit themselves, but we can see through it. Here's another false claim, as they say. Now, I'm just reading their thing here. I'm, I'm not trying to throw any rocks. I'm just trying to shed some light. False claim, guns don't kill people. People kill people. The same number of people would be killed even without easy access to guns. They say this is a fact. U.S. firearm homicide rates, which they're counting suicide, FYI, they're counting suicide, U.S. firearm homicide rates are 19.5 times higher than other high-income countries, driving our overall homicide, homicide rate that is six to nine, 6.9 times higher. Okay, let me, let me say this. Take out Chicago. Take out New York City. There's five cities. You take those five major cities who have the, have, have the strictest gun laws in the world. You take them out. And all of a sudden, we're one of the safest places on the planet to live. This will become important to you in just a minute. I only have 10 minutes left. Crap. 90 minutes went fast. Fact. Six, this is what they're saying. 68% of all homicides were committed with guns in 2011. 68% of all homicides were committed with guns. Totally not true. Number one, they're counting suicides. Again, they're double-counting things. Suicides. Well, you shot yourself with a gun, you killed yourself. You committed a homicide. Well, that's true. Guess what other number they're, they're, they're counting? You ready for this? You ready? You ready? All these cops, these white cops going around killing black people, killing black men, you know, it's a war on black. Black Lives Matter. They're counting them, too. They're counting whenever a police officer shoots an individual while stopping a crime, shoots and kills... Counting that, counting suicides and counting when police officers shoot criminals and they die. They're counting all that. Well, it's a homicide. It's investigated as a homicide. You know what else they're, they're counting? You ready for this? You ready? You ready? They're also counting when a legally owned firearm is used properly and legally to kill an assailant even when they're cleared. You heard my commercial. Second call defense. You've you got to get this, people. you got to get this. You put in the number 20630, secondcalldefense.org. you got to put in the number 20630. That's my number. That'll get you a free month. I'm telling you, you got to do it. Because these people are twisting everything to suit themselves, and nobody stops them on it. Nobody calls them on it. I'm calling them on it. What do I care? You, and let me let me just say this. My buddy Jerry reminds me of something that I say. I start to say it and I stop myself because it sounds it sounds racist and and all this stuff. But here's the bottom line: most of these cities, you take these five cities out, they're run by by liberals, and many of them are black liberals. Let me tell you something: the city of Detroit, the the, the uh, sheriff in charge of that area. He's saying, go get your guns legally, people. Go get them. We need help. 
we're losing this battle. We got we look, we need help. That sheriff in Wisconsin, he's saying, get your gun, get trained on it, learn to use it. We need help. We can't do it. So this this number, 68% of all homicides were committed with guns, counting suicides, counting police shootings, also counting cleared, justified killings of assailants where the good guy wins and the bad guy dies. Here's their other fact. The U.S. firearm death rate is close to two and a half times that of the second most developed country. Again, including suicides, including police shootings, justified, and including justified shootings where you're defending your life. Playing with numbers, folks. Playing with numbers. And you know what else they're playing with? They're playing with your life. Remember what I said, Barack Hussein Obama? He doesn't want you to be able to protect yourself. He doesn't want you to be able to protect. He wants you to depend on the government. Now, first, before you go get going off, I, I can't stand this cop block, this 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 website cop block. I can't I hate it. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Because you're making out the police officers, the rank and file police officers to be the problem. Let me tell you what, the police officers are not the problem. They're doing a job. They were hired to do a job, they're doing a job. And they're doing it very well. But that's what they're including here. So gun violence, this is the other false claim. Gun violence is a mental health problem. This is what they're saying that we say, gun people. The fact. People with mental illness are 11 time, 11% more likely than those without mental illness to be victims of gun-related violence and four times more likely to be killed by police officers in justifiable homicides. Okay, so that's suicide by cop. Well, so what are you saying here? The police officer shouldn't shoot them? So they wave a gun or they wave a, wave a, a, a blade or they threaten to kill a police officer. They try to kill a police officer so the police officer will kill them. So they're four times more likely to be killed by police officers. Well, here's a good thing for you to consider. Just throwing this out there for you. Wouldn't you want them to be shot? So they're out and about, and they're so far gone that they, they want somebody to kill them. But they don't have the nerve to kill themselves, so what they do, which, by the way, if they killed themselves, that would be counted as a gun homicide. So they want a police officer to do it. So what if instead of threatening a police officer to get them to shoot them, what if, what if they took you hostage or took your children hostage, took your spouse hostage, took your friend hostage? They're trying to, they're trying to do something so they can get up their nerve to kill themselves. Four times more likely to be killed by police. You know what? I like that. I don't want to go around killing. Don't quote me. Oh, the ninja pastor said he wants cops to kill all mentally ill people. Not saying that at all. There's no there's no stigma for me for mental illness. I I don't have a stigma about that. I don't people with mental that's a real illness. And they're 11% more likely than those without mental illness to be victims of gun-related violence. Again, help me here. Is the American 
Psychiatric Association, they're involved in finding a, air quotes, solution. What about those mass shootings I observed? Listen, it's conclusive, folks. It's a conclusive link to antidepressant and antipsychotic drugs prescribed by physicians. It's not guns. It's not the Tea Party. It's not being white or conservative. It's with antidepressant use. They say fact. It is estimated that less than 5% of all violent crimes are directly linked to a form of mental illness. First of all, you're five, so 5% violent crimes directly linked to a form of, okay. But they want to give those people guns. They don't want us to stop giving them. Make up your freaking mind, people. Get off the fence. You want them to have guns? So we don't want good people to have guns. We want mentally ill people to have guns. I'm not saying mentally ill people are not good people. They can be. But do I want them running around with guns? No. Not today, I don't. Yet all of the non-Muslim acts of gun violence, air quotes, are not included in this study. Well, they call them non-Muslim, but it is absolutely Muslim. They say, well, no, it's not a function of the religion of Islam. It's not terrorism. But they, they, they take all that out of inclusion. They count the percentages, but they don't count the act. So if you examine all the other acts of mass gun violence, you see the direct involvement of mental illness, psychotropic drugs, antidepressants, and the lack of desire within the mental illness community to allow greater public and policy influence on the publication of said mental illnesses. And this is all ostensibly to protect the privacy of the patient. Listen, these people commit crimes to get the guns. They're committing crimes and going into gun-free zones to commit the crimes. Individual, this is another one of their facts. I won't have time to flesh it out, but individuals with mental illness receiving adequate treatment from health professionals are less likely to commit violent acts. It is critically important to increase the access to mental health services. They're saying people don't have access to health services, then they're citing all the access to health. Make up your mind. People, do you understand what I'm saying here? Do you understand what I'm saying? They're telling you that we have to allow people with, with mental illnesses to get guns, but we can't allow people without mental illness to get guns. And they're, you know, they're saying, we're saying, hey, we need to give them mental health access. Well, isn't that what they were just saying? Hey, listen, we're out of time. Tell your friends about this. Within about 60 seconds, this will be available as a download. It's free of charge. Send it to your friends. Pass it around on Facebook and Twitter. Thank you so much for joining me today. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash The Ninja Pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at The Ninja Pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www.drseangreener.com. In the meantime, 
Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight.